You're listening to Talk Israel with Anya Farber, where we talk everything Israel. The art, the culture, the music, the food. Oh man, don't get me started on the food. So grab a plate of shakshuka, sit down and listen up. And now your host, Anya Farber. Hello, 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 everybody. Shavua Tov. It is Monday after Mother's Day. We are here on Talk Israel, on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. And, I, well, first of all, thank you, Or, as always, for that lovely introduction. Um, I wish I had a plate of shakshuka because I am so interested in what we're going to be talking about today. Today we have live with us from Israel, so she's already a trooper because she's staying up late for us. But Ruth Alfandari from Masa Israel Journey is here with us to talk about the organization and the, I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it, amazing program options that I'm thinking about um, manipulating my actual age so that I might qualify for some of these. But there are so many, many options in, within this organization bringing people to Israel. So without further ado, Ruth, welcome. Thank you so much to Darabah because you are, one, staying up late, and two, spreading knowledge here on the CRS radio network, the Knowledge Station. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. We are very pleased. You know, Ruth, let's just, like, get right into it. Um, can you tell us kind of, you know, give us maybe a brief history of the organization um, and kind of how you came about it? Because you also have been, you know, you, you have a very, you know, impressive resume. You've done quite a few things. So how did, how did you, you know, you and the organization meet and get together? So we'll get to that. So I'll, I'll first start with, you know, telling a, a bit about uh, sharing some, uh, you know, the historic data about Masa and how it was founded. So we, uh, 20 years ago, uh, Ariel Sharon, uh, back then Prime Minister of Israel, mm-hmm. uh, decided that uh, he wanted uh, uh, to establish an organization that would be a real, uh, that would be a real gate for young Jewish people from all over the world to experience Israel as uh, and locals, uh, to live in Israel for a long period of time, to connect with Israelis, to connect with other Jewish people, and through different programming, programming uh, uh, that uh, 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 was slowly developed, and now we will speak about that later on, I guess, but... Uh, slowly became something uh, huge, uh, and 20 years after, and we stand here today. So basically, Mastawa is is, uh, is uh, an organization that was established both by the Prime Ministry of uh, Israel and the Jewish Agency for Israel, mm-hmm. uh, with the support of Ken, I thought, countries and um, Jewish federations of North America with the vision of bringing uh, young Jewish people from all over the world uh, to Israel for, uh, for a long period of time, uh, between six months or four months even, to one year in Israel. And that was the starting point. And from then, we grew and grew and grew. And today, we bring more than 12,000 people each year for wow. very diverse programs. So that's a lot of people. Then that's 12,000 people a year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. it's huge. That's huge. So, I, I feel the need to repeat that because that is very significant. 
12,000 yeah. people a year uh, participate in this program. That, Kolokavod, that is, that is amazing. Um, so here on Talk Israel Earth, we do like to slip in some Hebrew every now and again, as long as we clarify <laughs> what it means for our <laughs> listeners, because, you know, we're all learning and growing together. So I think learning and growing together is, you know, part and parcel of this program uh, that you have. Um, but I, what I love so much is the, the live like a local, right? Because when you visit somewhere and you're just a tourist, you, you don't, you know, you, you do certain things. And I'm not saying you can't experience any country, but to live like a local requires a lot of extra things. And that's one of the things that you guys do provide. And yeah. I think that's very special. So, so it's very interesting. First of all, it, this short uh, term really, really, I think it's, it's really capturing the essence of Masan. I'll, I'll explain why, because it's, you know, when you come to any place, Israel for sure, but any other place, and you are coming uh, to live here, to live in a certain Mm. So you 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 have to learn how to do things in in a different language, in a different culture, in a different environment with different people, as if independent. Now it's very interesting because I, I'm the global CMO, chief marketing officer from South. and with this position during the last uh, three years or so, um, I traveled quite a lot to different places, and what I found out that was very different from how I grew up as Israeli mm. is the, the, the independence level of, of young people, young, young adults, okay. the ages of 20, 20 21, 23. And even I met some people in Australia also at the age of 35 that said to me that they don't, they don't cook and they don't do laundry and they don't, uh, and they don't know how to send something in the post office because they have, you know, their parents. Nahon, Nahon, yeah. Um, so <laughs> I have to. I I'm not going to apologize for you. It's also it's also saying if you're living in Israel, it's a very you know it's a very unique place. Yes. And also you're becoming an adult. Now in Israel, the Israelis go to the army. So yes. At the age of 18, we are forced to leave home, and then we can't really go back because once you once you left, you can't go back. Yes. Yeah, so, um, so something that you know we do share with our listeners, and it's 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 very interesting, Ruth, that you would bring it up in this way, and it's very applicable because we do talk about you know Israelis are you know they you hear a lot, and it is a country, a very small country, like smaller than New Jersey, for our U.S. listeners. Um, yeah. But it is mandatory service men and women. So guys, our Hebrew lesson for the for the day would be Gavarim Venishim, men and women. Aval, because oh by the way, Ruth, Aval is my favorite word in Hebrew because I feel like it's so impactful. And my listeners all know that Aval is like the equivalent of saying, but wait, you know, but um like if you cannot physically serve for other reasons, there is community service. But it's this idea of mandatory service that you have an identity, not just to yourself and your family and your community, but your country as a whole. And 
when you are in the Army, the Navy, yes, Israel has a Navy, guys, um, the Air Force, whatever it is, and Israel has all the special forces, too, you are becoming incredibly independent. Um, you go through similar things the way that boot camp would be in, you know, different forms of the U.S. Armed Services. It is a mandatory thing, and I do think that it matures these young adults a lot faster. Yeah, 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 yeah. It it, it really it really emphasizes the difference between I think most of the most of the world and yeah. most of the Jewish community in the world, especially in the states, and yeah. but not only not only. Um, and so so by by living like a local. In in a, in a very safe playground. Now I know it sounds maybe weird to say safe playground after what happened during the weekend here, okay. but 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 we really feel we it's a, it's a very safe place. I agree with you. To walk outside at night and to do things that you are not going to do at any place uh, in the world uh, that is not uh, even. And, and I've been to a few places. Listen, Ruth. Um, I I have told the listeners many times. Um, I was out all over Israel, um, but especially when I was in Tel Aviv, I was right by the beach for a couple of days, and I would go out to the beach at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning. There's tons of people. Everyone minds their business. Um, I, as a single woman, like walking down the street, even if there was like a man approaching me, they almost went out of their way to give me space so that I understood that like we're cool you know, we're good. So I I do think that that is a very misunderstood thing. And to be frank with you, I I don't think that the U.S. is all that safe, right? We have, everywhere has, you know, a situation. And yes, we will talk, uh, We and we can talk a little bit during this hour, but we will definitely be talking about it in the second hour, some of the current events that have been going on in Israel. But listen, there are dangers everywhere you go. But I think that this idea that not only has Israel, you know, again, suffered thousands I don't know the exact number. I'd have to pull it up at this point. Over a thousand uh, rockets fired from Gaza indiscriminately against Israeli citizens for the sole fact that they exist and are Israeli and Jewish um, targeted. But Israel goes on, right? Israel is so strong. Hakol, 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 every, all of it, everything, everyone, all of it together moves on. And I think that that is also something that that inner strength. And I, I can't I can't say uh, exactly why, as I did not grow up there, but, you know, Ruth, as, the, as you did, um, maybe you could talk about it. I don't know if part of it is mandatory armor service, but living like a local is part of that is also like learning how to just not not shake it off. It's not acting like nothing happened, but like Israel, you know, Israel has faced things, right? And like, so before the Iron Dome didn't exist, right? Okay, this was happening. What did Israel do? <laughs> they developed the Iron Dome, okay? And the Iron Dome is amazing. I have a T-shirt. I wear my Iron Dome T-shirt all the time. I love it. I've, like, worn it so much it's wearing away. I'm going to have to get another one. Um, but, again, so something happens, they create a new situation. So in living like a local with many of your experiences that you offer your participants, it, it's like you're also giving them life skills, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what? I went to uh, I went to a meeting. Uh, I think it was uh, some two years ago, I, I believe, with uh, um, uh, one of the ministries uh, representatives here in Israel with the government, and 
did uh, my um, uh, MBA, and uh, I, I was. I was working in a whole different uh, uh, field, in the field of marketing and sales, but in uh, in the health uh, in field, mm. health tech. And and actually, I was working for one of the one uh, one startup. It was uh, more than seven years ago. And um, and when I when I started it, I found out that we have a lot of interns coming in. And I was I was very <laughs> intrigued about the fact that so many people from different countries, from the United States, from France, from Latin America, yeah. uh, from uh, South Africa, come to our startup to uh, uh, to intern and yeah. to learn from you know from what we do, and after five months go back to their home and continue their professional journey. Um, so we, I, I was, I was, I had, I think more than, more than 15 interns throughout my, my work period there. And, uh, so at any, at any given time, I had more than three working for us, interning in different fields in, in development, R&D, marketing, uh, et cetera. And so through that, I discovered the whole idea of master because I, I was not, I didn't know anything about it. Um. And then I understood that these people are coming to one of our programs called the the, the Masa'a career programs. Yeah. Uh, and through these programs, people come, fellows come and, and do a, usually a four to six or even 10 months uh, uh, internship program. And, and, you know, work in, in a company, uh, it could be a startup company or a big uh, global company. We have a very diverse uh, partners working with us uh, that, that hired and, you know, gets uh, a, a, these uh, interns. Um, so, yeah, so so more than 3,000 people uh, come to this program every year and, and learn a lot from the Israeli uh, ecosystem, from the companies, from 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 you know different people on in the companies that really really grows them and then once they are getting back they come back different this is for us for Masa this is what we want for them to come back different but in terms of their professional journey uh, they really it really focuses them and you know helping them understand you know to get one step closer to what they want to be when they grow up and this is amazing and there are so many stories I can even you know I can't even start to say about yeah. really life-changing life-changing uh, life-changing um, uh, events and experiences that these fellows had in Israel. I worked uh, when I worked in this company this company was acquired by an American company called Spy Science and uh, imagine what it's like for an intern to experience uh, you know when a company that he interning for is, is uh, getting acquired yeah. He's in the news. Uh, they were in the news. Yeah. Like their picture, it was amazing for them. And it's a life experience that you, you can't, like, it's very, very uh, hard to experience that in, when you're living in a different place, I believe. Yeah. And, and another important thing is that we have a very different work culture. Yes. So, <laughs> I, you know. Every country, I agree, has, you know, um, different like work environments i think you know that is that is clear but i i do want to say um 
I was speaking to someone from um, Evel and Medjamiria, and I had mentioned you would be on the program. And she's like, oh, that's wonderful. She knew all about it. She, um, she did come to Israel. She wasn't part of your program, but it was, it was nice to hear. But the other thing is I know that a lot of people do know Israel is pretty well known for, like, you know, they're the most startup, you know, so that, yes, obviously that would be, make sense for one of the many partners, but you're, you're 100% correct because, you know, um, to be part of that kind of work experience, and I do think if you're someone who's interested in at all working globally or outside the area in which you grew up, and you, you have to come and experience something like this. And because Israel is such a global um, work economy, because Israel is a very tiny country, right? So a lot of what yeah. Israel is producing, and um, be it intellectual property or physical property, is going overseas. And um, like a lot of tech and pharma and other things like that. So it's an amazing opportunity for someone from anywhere in the world who's thinking like, I don't just want to work where I grew up. I would like to expand my horizon. And I feel like a lot of the knowledge you're sharing is perfect for us here at the Knowledge Network on CRS Radio and on Talk Israel. So I would just love if you would keep talking about some of these other um, experiences because this is great. I mean, I I can't think of why... (laughs) anyone wouldn't want to jump at this opportunity. So just one more thing before I really you know, jump into the details of, mm. of all of the diverse products that we offer. But in terms of, you know, the work uh, environment, it's really, it's, it's really expected from you, even as an intern, to say what you think. Yeah, like to, to stand <laughs> up and say, even if you believe that, uh, that, the company is doing the like it's doing the opposite from what's needed and 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 you as an in as an intern you come from places where these companies want to market to you said it right mm. Israel is tiny yeah. and it, most of the companies want to be successful in in the states in Canada mm-hmm. in, in Brazil in France in in the UK so these people are coming. From these places, so they are experts in a way in you know in culture, in language, in messaging, in in what will work and what won't work, and and we don't have that here. So it's it's a huge contribution, and it's really really expected to you. Like don't be shy if you think that something is uh, you want you have an idea. It, it just needs to, you know you can knock on the CEO's door. And say what you think, and it's not rude, or it doesn't perceive. It's not perceived as, as you know. We 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 work very different, and I, I think it's it's hard to understand, but you really really need to understand to I, to, uh, to experience that in order to understand what it's really like. I but, I, but, I thank you for yeah. that. I I really do, Ruth, and I'm gonna like pause because I kind of want to almost repeat what you were saying because. Um, that is a very different aspect, yes, for sure. In the U.S., like, oh, my God, you're an intern. Who the heck do you think you are? You're going to go to the bosses. Oh, no, you're not. No, 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 no. But, and I, I will say that, you know, I do, I have shared with my listeners before, and I'll remind them again now, I did work for the Israeli Foreign Ministry as a public and media affairs officer doing all of the, you know, English writing and speaking and stuff like that. And I remember my first week, Uh, I mean, I survived the security interviews, which I think in and of itself deserves a medal. Because 
<laughs> that is tough. But I remember sitting in my first meeting and trying to figure out, like, um, 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 I, uh, you know, I was going to say, and I was just like, um, um, and I wasn't really sure how to just jump in. And it took me a couple days. I'm not going to lie. It took me a couple days, and I finally figured out, you know, the culture in Israel is very different. If you watch the news in Israel versus the news in, let's say, the States or in England, people aren't talking over each other. And in Israel, it's very common to talk over each other. And it's not actually rude because it is this collaborative situation. And it's, I, I mean, I, my, my lesson uh, from the consulate is if you just get louder, someone will eventually hear you. So I just got louder and louder and louder. And for the longest time, even when I wasn't at work, people would say, Anya, you're so loud. And I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, <laughs> and, and I realized, oh, <laughs> I'm just used to talking, you know, trying to get heard. But say that uh, even our, our interns at the consulate um, also were able to freely say to me as the public and the affairs officer or the consul general or the consul of this or the consul of that. Or when we had like different diplomats, um, you know, coming they did. They were interested in hearing what everyone had to say. And that kind of experience is unique. Um, you know, I, I can't talk about, um, you know, every other country as I've not been to every other country on the globe. But I have yet to experience that in anywhere else than Israel that you can actually have a voice, a valid, heard, um, and valued contribution to a company um, with like, you know, a foot in the door, right? Because that's what everyone's looking for is a foot in the door. And I think your program, look, there are, there are other programs, not necessarily as long and not necessarily the same that bring people to Israel, right? To expose, you know, people to Israel. But I think what's unique about your organization is how everything kind of goes about. Yes, we're talking about the work experience part now, but there's other experiences also that are so unique and could, could possibly provide, you know, a, a, a future of employment for the participants. So we always say, first of all, Messiah is a marketplace in that way. Okay? Mm, I love that. Yes, a marketplace. I love that. So we have more than 300 programs. It's a lot. We have more than 100 program providers. It's, it's a lot, and it's a big operation, a very complicated operation. Uh, you know, managing all of these programs and 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 program organizers that are partners with us, and um, and, and, and in a way, you can look at, at us as a marketplace that connects these young adults from the age of 16 to 35, and in some cases, even 40, and to these programs. And so, you know, what, what's the marketplace? It's, it's like getting into a shopping mall, right? And with a lot of stores in it. Now, I always say that, you know, the rule number one is that you want it, you need it, and we don't have it. There is no such a thing. If you want even to develop something very niche, you want to come and do a research program and then learn some Hebrew and then uh, uh, go surf and, and have a professional course in diving. We will develop a unique a personal program that fits to your needs, right? So this is our rule number one. Of course, there are the big and you know more popular programs, but in general, 
we're a marketplace with a lot of opportunities from the age of 16 to 35 anyone can find something that that is very interesting and and growing their careers and professional development regardless of their connection to Israel and their Jewish identity regardless of all of that really really makes you you know forces you even to grow now what we offer we because it's so many programs we usually divide it into you know we have our master product every product is 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 different in a way that you know it, it appeals and fits in terms of the content to different ages to different countries different markets and the first and very big one is the massage gap product which is basically a gap year right a gap year could be a gap year a full year in Israel or more or less 10 months uh, people are coming here after they finish uh, high school after they graduate for a year where they uh, you know it, it depends on the program itself but the, the content varies from you know youth movement gap year programs to very you know the other side is very you know professional development courses people learning traveling uh, fun uh, community building volunteering etc so it's very it's very it could be a year and some some organizers some, some program providers offer even uh, half a year for those who don't want to spend a full year in a gap year but only five to six months so this is also possible um, and what's unique about that and I think in general about massage that we don't really care only about you know bringing them in mm. we really care and invest a lot of time in their experience in, in Israel while they are here and also how will they come back because these people especially in the states are going to go back but not only they are going to go back to their to their school to their the university to college uh, and they will meet you know they they will for they will meet the reality that exists today in, in, in the different colleges, different campuses. And it's not easy. It's not easy to be a young Jewish adult in the university um, no. in the States uh, and in general. So what we offer is throughout the programs, and uh, I really uh, invite you to follow our uh, Instagram uh, channel, that's the main one, the Messiah Israel Journey. Yes, can you please Instagram. give everyone that? Now, I, I follow it, but uh, can you give everyone where they can find you on social media? So just uh, we we in all of the different uh, social popular social media platforms, but mainly uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, TikTok, mm-hmm. Snapchat, and anywhere else basically. But but through Instagram, I think you can really really understand the vibe of the different program programs, different products, and you know the community that you know of twelve thousand people each year. More than 200,000 alumni that we have throughout these uh, 20 years. Uh, um, so what we what we do with them is that we have several. We call it next step events. And during these next step events, throughout all of their experience, we really we we invest time and resources uh, in preparing them to their future, future in Israel if they want, future in the states or anywhere else in the world. A future as a young Jewish leader, future as uh, you know, as, as 
practically in any way as you can think of. Just, just I think a couple of days ago, we had Ori uh, Sasson, he's uh, an Olympic medalist, yeah. uh, Israeli, and he talked about, um, you know, uh, mental health and, uh, and how to achieve, you know, uh, how to, to uh, uh, achieve personal goals, how to set personal goals. Mm. And he spoke about, you know, and this is something that we, we, we want to send these kids with, right? They're yeah. kids. We want to make them really strong. And uh, so it's not only about keeping their connection to Israel afterwards, but it's a lot about sending them, you know, with a very clear vision about themselves and what and how they want to live their life after they come back. Yeah. So this is that uh, year. Yes. Um, we also, during this year, we have several uh, opportunities for them to meet Israelis, and mostly Israelis uh, more or less their age, uh, 18, 19 years old. Uh, this is a joint project with uh, another organization called AMI, and, uh, and we work with them to establish these meaningful connections between Israelis and, and their peers abroad. And this is something that stays like it, once you once you establish such a connection, it's it's a lifelong connection. You you really we see it, and uh, we see it even after 10, 15 years after they finish their program, they're still in touch and very close touch. So it's really exciting and 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 you know moving to see that. Um. So this is gap year. Um. We have a lot of more than I think uh, uh, 1,500 people coming every year to these kind of programs from all over the world. And I think only more than 800 uh, from the States only, uh, which is, is, is a really, really, really big number. This is Gapian. We spoke a little bit about the career, but I'll speak yeah. more because we so many in this uh, area of career and academic uh, area, uh, field. So first of all, the study abroad opportunity exists. Uh, people, fellows that want to come do a study abroad semester or even a year in Israel in one of the universities or colleges in Israel, it's, it's an open opportunity for them. Um, we work in partnership with Tel Aviv University, with Hebrew University, Technion, Haifa University, all of the yeah. big ones there, Reichman University. Um, so, and we have full bachelor's degree, master's degree for those who really, really want to experience the, you know, the, the academic field in Israel in uh, one of our global uh, programs. Uh, we also offer uh, different research programs and research internships in these uh, uh, universities. Um, and this is, you know, more on the academic side. The internship uh, programs, we spoke a little bit about it, but basically what it means is that you're coming to work uh, as an intern mm. um, uh, for usually four or five months and then, you know, go, go back. For these people, all of them, all of the career and academic segments, we offer also the next step uh, programs. Um, we have one next Sunday for fellows that are here right now. And this is a more, uh, this is an opportunity to connect with uh, employers, yes. you know, uh, employers in Israel and employers abroad uh, to hire them. We have several, so many stories, of, obviously, about people that wanted to stay after the program mm. ended. 
and we'll speak about that and how how to make it happen but but we also have a lot of stories about people that actually opened uh, opened the company's uh, branches in different countries and oh. uh, you know they were so good as interns so the company decided to hire them back yeah. back to In their home home uh, countries and they work for these uh, 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 companies from abroad we have a lot of um, alumni in New York that are working for uh, their you know companies that uh, they interned at and also in Latin America several in Brazil and we have a lot of different stories of you know how how the story continued after they finished uh, working um, as an intern yeah and um I The other week, in celebration of Israel's 75th birthday, um, <clears throat> you know, my partner, Alana Fishu, uh, you know, works with you and, and an alumni of your program. Uh, at the event, at the Shook event, there was quite a few alumni there, and it was really nice to observe, you know, kind of the interactions and this, like, camaraderie and this idea of, uh, of a mini-community uh, within the event. And I have to say it was it was really amazing. And um, you know, as someone who you know has um, great you know obviously great interest and a commitment to relocating, um, which which you know this is not a secret to listeners that I will be um, you know in Israel, Bikarov, which by the way, I learned I was saying that word wrong. But this is the beautiful thing. And Israeli will be like, Slicha. You're not saying it right. It's say it like this. And they'll say it until you get it right. And so I was like, Bekarov. They're like, Lo, Bekarov. I'm like, Bekarov. And they're like, Bekarov. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> after 10 minutes of, you know, getting it like that, um, you know, because in certain cultures, like, I will correct anyone's English that is talking because I want to be corrected. I don't want to sound, you know, I don't want to sound ignorant. I want to sound appropriate. Um, and I think that that's like a, a beautiful thing. And, and, you know, there are these types of resources that exist are, are also, I think in my experience, a very unique thing to Israel. But I do, again, think that part of this is because, yes, this was founded by Ariel Sharon, a former prime minister, and it's, you know, supported by the government. Because, kaha, <laughs> because it, it makes sense, right? You're bringing people into the country to, to make a life for themselves, to live like a local, but you're not just like, okay, good luck, see you later, don't let the door hit you. You know, you're giving them skills and opportunities and networking and so that people are successful, right? Because in order, if, if someone is successful through the program and contributing, you know, they're also contributing to their community. And I, I yeah. think that this goes uh, very well with this idea of like, you know, we're always trying to gain more knowledge, be better, right? Every person can evolve. And, you know, here on CRS radio on talk Israel, we, we do try to share, we are the knowledge network. And, you know, my goal here on talk Israel as the host is to bring knowledge about Israel inside knowledge. local knowledge from the mouths of Israelis like yourself. And I think that that is really crucial. And the other thing, you know, Ruth, you have been so wonderful about highlighting that a lot of the participants are coming from all over the world. But, you know, before the establishment of the State of Israel, Jews were, were made to be very nomadic, 
right? We we had to wander. We were we had problems in some places that we had to keep, you know, going here, going there. Um, but the cultural diversity of Israel is also very unique. Now, you know, America calls itself the melting pot and people come from all over, but Gam Israel, like also in Israel. And I think that that also lends itself with what your organization is doing to amazing opportunities for people because, you know, you, it's not even just a language thing or a culture thing because yes, in Israel, people, you know, they can trace their families back to all these different places. Um, But in addition, there's like this Israeli culture within the culture. Right. And it's it's such an interesting thing that I have yet, to experience anywhere else. And I will say this on the radio for the record. I think that's why the food in Israel is the best anywhere, because part of it is all of these influences. Um, Also the fact that Israel has been so innovative in making sure that, I mean, let's be honest, it's the desert, but yet you can go down through the desert and there's a palm tree farm or a winery in the middle of the desert. Eh, eh, (laughs) Ken, eh, how is this possible? Because of Israeli ingenuity. And I think that nowhere else are you going to see this. Yes, I'm partial to Israel. I am going to be talking about all of these things, but this is something so unique because you guys have so many partners. You have, you know, partnerships with universities. And perhaps that, like, you know, the company aligns with something in a university or they're pioneering something else. And I think that this is, this is opportunities for people to, I think in a way you can learn about your own identity and your own history while learning these additional life skills, because let's be real. We should all be able to cook for ourselves unless physically unable, and we should all be able to do the laundry. So we all got to get on this and get these life skills going. But in addition to these very helpful yeah, life look, skills, it's, it's even, got, it's yeah. even about, you know, learning how to choose what, what you want to be. You know, it's, it's, it's very easy. It's, it's very convenient to, to live in your parents' house. And, and, sure. Uh, and sure. you're uh, 25, 26, 30 even. In oh, dear some God. Places. <laughs> yeah. um, I love my uh, parents very much, Ruth, but I cannot live with them. Couldn't then, can't now. Sorry, sorry. Love them both dearly, but no way. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But, uh, but, but it's very convenient that someone, you know, you really, when you, you're separated from that, you're, you really need to understand, okay, what, what do I want to choose? Who am I? What, what is my, what is my uh, unique value? And these are things that can only happen, you know, it can happen slowly when you're in your safe uh, place, safe zone. But it can massage like a, how do you say, catalyzator. It's like, it's really, it's, it's really uh, making it a lot faster. And, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. and I don't, I actually don't know, and I, I, I studied uh, quite a lot, and I actually don't know any other country that is uh, investing so many efforts through Masa um, to, to bring in so many young Jewish young people to connect to the country. 
You don't see it anywhere. No, you absolutely yeah. don't. You don't. And and look, people yeah. come to the U.S. because they think it's like, you know, easier place to make money or to be successful or chase this American dream of a successful business and a home and all these things. But uh, the U.S. government is not helping anyone. And I'm not bashing the U.S. or any other country, but th- that's different. Israel's government will actually help you do these things, whether it's through this program or different programs through when you're making Aliyah. And, you know, I, I can only imagine that there's a very high percentage of, you know, uh, of your participants that at some point uh, make Aliyah or, or transition their life to Israel. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so just general knowledge, like about 30% uh, from all over the world is choosing to make a yeah at some point usually after the program but there are many others that they just want to extend their stay in israel and for massage visa they can extend it after the program for more for six, six months more after the program ends so they can continue to live here and, and you know to work uh, and then decide if they want to come back or mm. make a yeah it's very flexible and it's something that is only offered to to massage um, alumni also, there are programs that, for example, Masa Tech, which we didn't we didn't uh, discuss, but we offer, you know, uh, prof- professionals mm. with more than three or four years of experience in, in mostly in, in the tech uh, field, in, in marketing, in business, in programming, in R and D, in in, uh, in um, data science and other uh, fields, and that have work experience in tech to come here and relocate to Israel and we offer them throughout all of the process. Now I don't know any organization that does that globally. We help them to, to get prepared to, to sending their C V. We are get we are helping them mm. in, in getting prepared to an interview with an Israeli uh, employer. We are getting them, you know, prepared to, to sign a contract and to relocate here for a year, for two years. Um, and then, you know, after these two years while they're working here, they can decide if they want to go back and, you know, to their home country or any other country or stay in Israel. It's like, we're we not measured by Aliyah. Any, we, we, we don't, it's not a one of our goals. Right, right. And of course, it's, 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 uh, it's, it, we're happy, but it's not that we're measured by it. Um, but well, we do think we do see the value of helping in the handshake. Whether if you want to come back to is to to your home country, and if you want to uh, to to stay in Israel, so of course your Aliyah process will be a lot easier because you know the language, you know yep. how to you have you have experience in, as 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 a local. So it's. It's a different thing as coming as a new land without any experience and, uh, you know, totally clueless. It's different. <laughs> Another important thing that, you know, uh, Masa is not only a marketplace, right? It's, it's more than that. We offer grants and scholarships to, to help, you know, sponsor and, 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 and uh, afford these uh, programs. Mm. And, um, so I, I'm not going to get into that because it's you know it's a lot of details and I people that is in, are interested in that I suggest that you know, just contact us through the website yeah. directly. It's very easy. It's very convenient. So, um, but basically we offer uh, grants and scholarships to help uh, finance uh, in the you know the finance part. We also make sure that the program is safe and your stay safe. And we make sure that, you know, all of the 
administrative part of the program is being done and treated correctly. So it's, it's also, uh, you know, we are the regulator in a way and make sure that the educational content is, is, uh, is fit to, to, to what we want. And uh, there is enough, you know, there is a meaningful content. So you're not just coming here and, and you know, doing nothing. And another thing which is really important is the MSI experience itself is the content that we uh, give you directly as a fellow. For example, what I discussed, what I spoke about, the next step event, the leadership summit, and other, other uh, uh, opportunities um, such as the, um, you know, the, the Israeli, uh, non-Israeli uh, meetings uh, that we hold uh, throughout stay and all of these things you know it, it, it makes people and makes us an, an organization that is really you know shaping and strengthening and diversifying the Jewish world because what happens is that these people are coming back to, uh, to their communities 70% of them they're coming back home and they come back different and one of every five fellows uh, in North America works after the program, wants to work and, and works in a Jewish organization uh, or, um, or an educational organization. One of every five program alumni, Masa alumni in the States. So what it means is like we, we really are, um, we are not only influencing these young people as individuals, we are really changing the, the, the way the communities work, think, and uh, act, mm -hmm. uh, because we send so many people back home afterwards that are coming back completely different. And working in, in a Jewish organization, for example, in Federation or Hillel, or any other, stand with us, any other Jewish organization that is working in this field, it, it creates a, a movement and creates a really, really, uh, creates a difference. And what can I say more? Just come. Yeah. Just come. <laughs> well, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like I, if, if we, we held your feet to the fire, you, you would, ha you would have to talk for hours and hours and hours and hours because there are so many options, but um, when, you know, we will also be posting the link to the website. Um, so if any of the listeners here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network that are listening to us here on Talk Israel. So we're, you know, we're here every Monday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If they miss us and they're hearing us after the fact on the streaming services, they can still click the links and still get to you to find out all this information. Um, you know, what's nice is uh, the pictures that are scrolling on the website as people, if they're listening through any of the links, will see the pictures. So the logo is the same logo that if they're going to look on Instagram or any of the social media, that's all they'd have to do. Just make sure that you type in, you know, Massah Israel, because otherwise it does take you somewhere strange if you just put Massah. Um, so, because uh, I'm sure that it stands for some abbreviation of some other random thing, but yeah. They can very easily get to the website. I've been through the website, and I just remember saying to um, Alana, one of your, um, you know, program participants, like, wow, 
look at all these options. And I think for, you know, for a lot of people, it's, you don't always in an internship situation or this idea of, you know, a gap year, you don't always kind of get all of these life skills and reality skills and life experience that really kind of help you decide who you are and what you want. But in the programs in which you offer, it really, it's there. And I think that, you know, the only way to really, you know, they talk about the only way to really absorb a language or a culture is to go, to go there, to get there, to be there, to live like a local. It's the best little phrase that you guys could possibly have. I think there's nothing better than saying that because there is so much within your organization. And, you know, when, when one is looking to make that career move, what do you need? You need a network, right? Uh, be it an alumni network from your university or uh, an alumni network from a program such as this. But on top of it, you have like built-in layers. It's a network within a network within a network. It's, they're always evolving and rotating around each other. And the opportunities for people, not just for professional growth, but for personal growth are huge. And I have to say, as an outsider, a huge kolakavod. I think this is amazing. I only wish that I was, you know, tuned into this before, you know, years ago. I, I think... Look, look, not everyone at, uh, and, I, and I'm going to just give you the U.S. perspective, right, because I can only share the knowledge I already have. So as someone who grew up in the U.S., you know, you, you were 17 or 18 when you graduated from high school, and you have to apply to college to, like, a program that you think you want to do for the rest of your life. And, and some of us, and I say us, Ruth, because I'm calling myself out. So if my parents are listening, which they always are listening, they're probably laughing right now. I was like in a five-year accelerated master's program. I got through my freshman year and I was like, uh, I don't think I want to do this anymore. <laughs> the look on my parents' actually, faces. Actually, it happened to me. I yes, say, yes. I, I, medical sciences. I, I continued to do a master's in, in neuroscience. And after uh, eight months, uh, I, I just hated it. I, I couldn't be in the lab. I couldn't do uh, these experiments with the animals. Uh, I was really, uh, and I didn't. And I spent so many years doing that. And I, uh, I just said, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I want to. I want to be someone else. I want to do something else. Yeah, and I, I think that you know, you, you pivot, right? You pivot in life, and, and. I don't know what the statistics are anymore, but I remember reading somewhere that you change uh, careers, not jobs, but careers on average six times in a lifetime. And I'm definitely that person. Um, you know, and I, I do think it's funny because at that point, while well, my parents probably were dealing with the shock of, of my announcement, um, my father said, uh, well, why don't you go find a job where you get paid to talk? Because Lord knows you do enough of that. And I said, okay, that's actually really smart. 
went, you know, went back to a different college, got a career in communication, you know, got an education in communication and public relations and um, went to work for a a PR firm and then the Israeli government and some other political uh, organizations and think tanks. And, you know, that uh, led me on a journey uh, because like, you know, I also love that it's Masah Israel journey because life is a journey. Um, You know, you, you're... Masa in Hebrew. It means journey. Yes. 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 Right. Um, so, sorry. Thank you for uh, thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. I, sometimes I forget to clarify the word. Um, and and it is a journey, and we we do evolve and we change, and some of it is through only only through life experiences that we can pivot. And you know yourself uh, included from your story when you were explaining your background from the startup company, and you you know and for all intents and purposes, like what, you know, it's not like it wasn't a good company or anything like that. It was wonderful, but you're like, huh, like this, it's interesting where these interns are coming from. So you, you know, moved over to, you know, the Massat organization and your journey is still going. And I think that that's what's so beautiful about this. And I know that, you know, my commitment to, um, you know, being, you know, a working relationship with you guys is, is for sure set in stone because I, I absolutely think this is wonderful. Um, you know, my, my son will most certainly be looking into this project um, and his possibility, <laughs> uh, you know, for all this because I think it's great. And I, I think that uh, the gap year is, is probably an amazing opportunity for someone who may want to explore more of their identity or figure things out. And, and I think for sure, um, you know, it's, it's something that that everyone should experience because even within that, I know that, um, you know, you can, uh, you know, do some time with the army and, and learn that and all of that stuff. But, um, you know, my, my father, by the way, my father continues to message me. Yeah, we, we have so many opportunities, yeah. but we say, you know, the journey will deliver. You, you yeah. just need to get there. You just need to get there and uh, go outside of your comfort zone and, and just just choose. And the journey will deliver. Yeah. And it, we really believe in it. We are we are uh, walking the talk. Uh, as a company, I see it also in our, with our employees. We have more than uh, 80, 90 employees in Israel and abroad, um, which find, you know, found their journey, professional yes. journey through Masa. So, and, and, and we really, really believe in, in what we do, and uh, believe in, in building these, uh, in, you know, the, these young people, young, uh, young adults, uh, as professionals, as individuals, and it makes a huge impact on them, on their communities, on Israel, by the way, we didn't speak about that, but this is also a really, really important thing that not only that Masa fellows, you know, contribute uh, to themselves and to their communities by coming here, they're also making so much impact uh, on on the Israel uh, society. Yeah. They influence us, and more than you know, more than you can you can grasp because it's it's a huge thing. But when you meet a fellow here and um, you learn about other communities, other challenges, um, learn c- different cultures, you you change as a community. Mm. It, it's impacted on how you, how you, uh, how we as Israelis are. Uh, and, it, and they're, they're in a way a, 
a really, really good bridge to between Israel and uh, and Jewish communities across the globe. And uh, it's, it's really beautiful to see. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I, I urge everybody to check out the website, follow you guys on all the social media. Um, you know, I, I know I'm always seeing stuff on Instagram um, and Facebook because those are the two platforms I'm on the most uh, for, for Talk Israel and, of course, my other show uh, that we do, you know, focusing on Israel in different ways. But um, I think that the, the fact that you're highlighting the impact goes both ways. And that goes back to the stories you're saying about how an intern really has access to like the CEO of a company and their opinion is value because I think, again, this goes to this idea of a community, right? And, and one of the things I, I've also tried to explain to my listeners is, you know, Israel is remarkably clean. Like you just don't see trash all over the place. And I right. think, again, this, it's because it's this idea of you are, you are committed to your community, right? You want to keep it clean, keep it safe, um, have a collaboration. So everyone is valued. And even though sometimes on the surface, I will say, because it is a very common misconception, because Israel also moves very fast. Everything is moving very fast. Um, that people mistake this fast pace and the fact that everyone can just say whatever they want to everyone else in these, you know, like work situations and social situations, people mistake it for being rude. And it is the farthest thing from it. And I have to say this for the record from an outsider, but above, above, an outsider for only a little far, little bit longer because um, my heart and my soul is in Israel, that it's the farthest thing from the truth that, that Israelis are, you know, rude or cold or any of the thing. It's, and, and it's not dismissive. It's that people are working at this fast pace. They're like, just tell me, just tell me, just like, tell me what's going on. And, yeah, and I have, show the email. Yeah, show the email. Yes. <laughs> you know, I have to tell, there was a, a situation where um, I was trying to, for the project of, do you see what I see where I, literally I'm talking about my experiences of returning to Israel as an adult and trying to show uh, the American Jewish population, the North American Jewish population, why we need to support Israel the way we used to 20 years ago. Um, I, I very openly talk about my experiences and uh, one of them was like my cell phone died. I was so busy in the morning. I forgot to take my, cord, my portable charger, all those things with me, and the amount of people that offered help, offered a charge, offered access to their own phone for me to call my friend to tell him where I was, because, you know, I'm sure he was panicked at that point. Gili, I'm so sorry again for making you panic. Um, you know? <laughs> but not just that. I mean, people were like, okay, where is it that you're supposed to meet your friend? Let me take you. I mean, first they asked in Hebrew, and I think I was just days of oh, Anya, that was so irresponsible, to I didn't answer them right away. And then they look and they're like, oh, English? I speak English. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, it's fine. It's just I'm in my own head of like, oh, you're just not thinking. But the, the, the willingness to help, the, the openness to hearing what someone has to say is, is a huge, 
huge difference. And I think it's something that one can only really understand when you are there, when you are in this experience. And I think that your organization literally hands people the perfect opportunity. You know, I, I, um, a lot of times I used to find myself saying like, like, excuse me, I don't understand. And I think that when you are there, the anilo mevina for me as a, a as a woman, a, a man would be anilo mevin. Um, so in Hebrew, guys, you know, <laughs> like it wasn't hard enough to learn another set of characters. There's a male and female, but that's also like French and Spanish and, and Italian, uh, you know, way to say things. You, ani mevina, achshav ami ani mevina. Like I, you have to live it and feel it. You have to live like a local and take the journey and I couldn't think of a better way so all of my listeners please 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 if you haven't check out the website out the social media links if for some odd reason you forget then please by all means reach out to me and I will send you in that direction so no worries there because it's necessary absolutely necessary so you know Ruth I was just um, you know reminding why like we need absolutely need to share this because it's it's an experience like no other exactly and I I couldn't agree more I couldn't agree more and just uh, you know um, you know, I'm I'm the chief marketing officer, so I I'm convinced. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you just, like I said, it will deliver. It just, yes. You just need to to, to start and really um, understand that you know we have a we have we can you know build a very unique uh, experience for you, or you can join others that are doing. That they're in, in the same life situation as mm. you, and uh, it's really, really fun to experience that together. And uh, it's just you, you know how you start, you just you don't know how you know what will evolve out of that, but this is the magic. And, and you know, I, I think I, I love that, Ruth, and I love that you know, not just in, uh, in every aspect of your life, you, you know how you're starting, but you, you really don't know where the journey will take you um and i have to say like like thank you so much because i know it is late guys it is seven hours ahead of the east coast of the united states israel is seven hours ahead of of us so it is already past 11 o'clock at night and, you know, Ruth, I, I don't want to pressure you to stay on. I understand that you also, in addition to your job <laughs> at Mossad Journey, uh, Israel Journey, you also have a life of your own. And so I don't want to take any sleep away from you. You are welcome to stay as long as you want. I know you probably have a million things you need to do before you turn in for the night. But I know that as far as we are uh, concerned here at Talk Israel and CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network, this is, to me, uh, the start of a beautiful working journey together. 
Um, when I'm in Israel, guys, I will uh, go and visit and see Ruth and, and see get some more, like, you know, video for you guys and some more hands-on information so that you as listeners can, can, can know more and, and find out more about this journey. So in July, I will be there and I will make sure that I am gathering that info for everyone. Um, because in this journey in life, Ruth, I think, you know, I am very fortunate. I, when I started the project uh, of Do You See What I See, never did I think that uh, these other additional opportunities, um, which bring me to people like yourself and this wonderful organization, uh, there was no way for me to foresee this. And I am just very blessed and lucky um, that, that I'm going with the journey. And I think that's all we can all ask for. Um, so we will put up the links to everything. Um, you know, if there's anything else the listeners need to know, please feel free to share it with me and I can pop it on to uh, any of the additional shows. And again, like, listen, in, in less than two months, I'll, I'll be there. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk again. So first of all, we will be really, really pleased to host to have you in our offices and to meet you in person. So please, you know, uh, you know where to find me. Yes, I do. Uh, and we'll be in touch very soon with you, you know, to, to schedule. And it will be amazing to meet you in Israel. And the second thing is for listeners, first of all, you know, the website is open for everyone. The, the social channels as well. Search for Messiah Israel Journey and mm -hmm. you will find us. Uh, you can also contact me personally through LinkedIn um, and send me a message and uh, answer. And, uh, and, yeah, basically looking forward to see all of you in Israel. Okay. Listen, you guys heard it, heard, heard it here first on Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. Ruth's inviting you personally. Like, <laughs> who could say no? Uh, and that's another okay. thing, Ruth, this personal personal connection is, is huge in Israel. So listen, guys, you have to just connect. You have to get there. Like, Lama Lo, why not? You got to be there. So let's go. Um, Ruth, thank you so much. I'm going to, um, we're going to put on one of the, my favorite songs, uh, which it just, it just makes me smile uh, from someone who did make their journey in life and moved to Israel from the United States, Nissen Black. He's a musician who's had a career in the United States, but now he has a career in Israel. So we're going to listen to Motherland Bounce for a little pause for everybody. And um, we will definitely be in touch, and I will make sure that everyone has the info. So thank you so very much. And um, thank you for joining us on Talk Israel. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that was awesome. And a, and a Lila Tov, which is good night to Ruth, because – it is late, and I really greatly appreciate that she stayed up to tell us. I have to tell you, I went on the website. I just put into Google, like the lazy man does, Masa Israel Journey, and it went right to the website. And I, before I knew it, like an hour and a half had gone by, and I was still reading all about these different programs. So we're going to listen to a little song about Israel for the moment, and then we'll be back to talk about current events here on Talk Israel on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. This place is a dope. We are royalty. We must go back to our place in Kiswana. No. We are staying right here. This is the motherland. 
unique things about Israel. And, you know, I, I, I do allude to food a lot because I like to eat. Food is delicious. And I'm already strategically thinking about the many different places and things I want to eat when I'm in Israel. And um, as some of my loyal listeners know, that includes buying fresh figs at the Shook because there's nothing better than that. Sorry, there just isn't. Um, but, you know, we, we talk about these misconceptions all the time about Israel and Israeli people. And, you know, this, this idea of, oh, well, Israelis are rude and they're cold. And I'm sorry, but like we just spoke to Ruth and she grew up in Israel and there's um, nothing rude or cold about her. I, I, in my few talks with her when we were um, preparing to have her on the, on the program, when I was like, this is a great opportunity that I wanted to bring you guys. She was so incredibly warm and giving and welcoming. And, you know, the fact that she's willing to give up part of her evening where she probably is giving up sleep to talk to us was able to do that. And I am very excited to be able to uh, meet with her and go to the offices so that I can bring even more information to you guys here uh, through Talk Israel, which is what we're listening to here on CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. In the realm of gaining knowledge and sharing knowledge, I really need to talk about some of the things that have been going on in Israel. And Ruth did allude to this information. Um, but, you know, over the weekend, uh, actually not just the weekend, it was it started, let's say, over the past week. Yeah. Over the past week, because I remember... Um, Speaking to um, Yael from the New York uh, Consulate Office of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs in Israel, and um, she's a cultural affairs officer and a wonderful resource of information, that um, rockets were beginning to be um, launched um, into Israel. And there's a lot of uh, misinformation and straight up lies out there. And you know, social media is a wonderful place to network and learn things, but it's also a place where information is uh, often passed around that is not accurate and or correct. And I want to make sure that my listeners here are, are able to access proper information. So I understand that social media is definitely a quick place to do it. But if you're going to try and find out what's actually going on in Israel, um, you can follow the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. It's MFA. If you just put in like Ministry of Israel, it comes right up. Um, you can follow the Prime Minister's office. Um, Prime Minister Netanyahu has his own social media. Um, different uh, people in, within the government have their own social media. There are the different news agencies within Israel actually going to be able to give you accurate information. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation out there. And even I come across it. Um, it's packaged so that you think it's legitimate. And it simply is not. And, um, you know, there is someone I follow who um, 
goes and really speaks about the misinformation, and I think it's really important. So, you know, there is Haaretz, there's Jerusalem Post, um, there's the different Israeli TV stations. Um, so they're, you know, within Israel, so they're accurately able to tell you. Um, and I, I spoke about the Iron Dome before, and that is Israel's air defense system. Um, and it has over a 90% accuracy. So of the 1,000-plus rockets that were fired indiscriminately at Israel uh, from Gaza, I, I do want to make sure that we know um, as a listener base that not only do, you know, the Israeli, the Israeli defense of the Iron Dome takes care of almost all of the rockets by eliminating them up high in the air where they're not um, a threat to any civilians, but one out of every five rockets that is fired from Gaza actually lands within Gaza, and there are innocent um, civilians in Gaza that are injured and killed because these rockets are being fired. Um, and when Israel has gone into Gaza in a strategic military way, um, they, they are only looking for the terrorists. They are looking for the people who are causing harm to citizens. Um, it, is, it, it is very upsetting to me that in this world that we live in, there is still so much hate going on. And I don't like to politicize things because I think whenever anything happens, people come out and try to politicize that. And that's, that's not my goal. My goal here uh, was Talk Israel to bring you the real Israel, uh, bring you the actual facts, uh, bring you the information from the ground and allow you um, through access to programs like Masa Israel Journey to live like a local or experience what's actually going on in real time. So if you guys are interested in some of the different ways to find out what's going on in real time and you're like, you know what, I don't really want to go search all those out, just directly message me. You can find me on Instagram at Anya underscore think underscore differently. So that's a-N-Y-A underscore T-H-I-N-K underscore D-I-F-F-E-R-E-N-T-L-Y. So that's my Instagram, and I'm on Facebook as Anya Farber. Nice and easy, just my name. And I will happily, happily message you back and give you some links to some good sites because I want you to have the information. On that realm, you know, there there is so much to talk about and it, it upsets me that in in this world that there are so so many instances that we just don't know what's going on we just aren't hearing what's actually going on and it, it's it's very hard because I, as someone who's obviously made it my business to know what's going on in Israel, I'm following everything. I'm actively trying to understand, but it's it's not the easiest thing, right? It's not like every single person can, can get all this information all the time. And that's why here on Talk Israel, I want to try and connect you with, you know, the different people and resources and organizations that can share this information with you. Um, in addition to the different like news and media outlets and government agencies, I can also suggest you follow some other people that are living in Israel. Some friends of mine who are on social media, some other social influencers that are 
coming out of Israel that are talking about what's actually going on. I think it's really important um, that we are here as a global community and really sharing, right? Because life is a journey, as Ruth, Ruth brought up, and I think if we we don't, you know, take the journey and actively try to do the very best that we can to enjoy the journey and learn from the journey and grow with the journey, you know, it's it's very unfortunate. And um, if you guys follow me on social media, you already know that I'm talking about the current events in Israel all the time. And, um, you know, unfortunately, some of the rockets did fall and there was casualty and uh, injuries. Um, but in with the percentage versus what was fired is um, it's 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 so it's so humbling to me what has been able to be put into place to keep Israel's citizens safe and and on this idea of not only you know staying safe I think it's it's worth noting that. Israelis don't stop right now in in the United States we experienced 9/11 and this idea of if you stop living your life if you don't go on the journey you allow hate filled terrorists to win well in Israel the Israelis do not allow the hate filled terrorists to win and I am impressed and floored, and I admire them so much because this the toughness, yeah, it's there. It's definitely there. But it's a strength and a good kind of tough, right? Because under that, that tough, strong exterior, which you have to have, there is a warmth and a, a community and a love that is unlike anything I have ever experienced. Um, and I want all of you to be able to experience that along with me. Sometimes it will be through my own reporting of what's going on, but there are all these other opportunities that you guys can take the reins and experience it for yourself. And maybe you're someone who's really into music or wine or food or architecture or archaeology or business or marine biology or whatever it is. There, there are amazing learning experiences in Israel for you and opportunities for you to learn and grow. And I, I, to me, that is, is somewhere um, – Amazing. And I got a message today from a dear friend who is with the organization Lev HaOlam, and they actively fight the boycott against Israel and the anti-Israel movement um, by shipping items directly from Israel outside of the country. Um, A lot of them are from very small businesses or artisans or wineries or skincare lines or coffee growers or olive growers that wouldn't have like the infrastructure to to send 
globally, but live alone exists in Asia directly. And one of the things, and the reason I bring it up was um, she actually posted on her social media that she was in a meeting for work in Ashkelon, and the air raid sirens were going off and going off, and she had to um, actually evacuate. They had to abandon um, their meeting and go into the bomb shelter. And I love that she was brave enough to report that live and and share that so that, one, I think it helps people know, you know, that she's there and she's okay and everything is is, is fine and dandy and everything. Um, and um, But it was also like a very real and raw moment. And, and as we talk, I'm actually getting an update um, from the musician that we all know uh, from the program or Georgie. He is that Israeli rapper that is coming out with some amazing things. And he, he just dropped a single. Um, so you guys can follow him on or underscore Georgie, G-O-R-G-I. Um, and it's, it's about like, you know, having to put on this facade, right? This facade and that people think you have to put on this like happy face all the time. And so in his video, by the way, or brilliant, brilliant song and brilliantly like the video makes so much sense. It's a loop. It's actually a couple different loops of him dressed as a clown with makeup and like there's a part where like things are popping around him and makeup's getting smeared and it's so impactful it's simplistic yet amazingly impactful and you know this willingness to be open and talk about these types of things and i i really i have to say i think it's really great and it's part and parcel of the community within israel um so if you guys are not already following love Alum, that's l-e-v-h-a-o-l-a-m Alum. Uh, and or Georgie is O R underscore G O R G I on Instagram, and he's uh, he's on, on YouTube as well. And Love Holam is on Facebook as well. You can follow their posts there. Um, but but again, my my friend was talking about her experience in Ashkelon as the the rockets are you know being fired. Um, they did put a you know pause on the meeting um, because they had to get up and go into the bomb shelters, uh, but then they kept meeting right. They don't just, like, abandon and, oh, okay, whatever, like, you win, you've ruined our day. No, you keep going. And it started this thought in my mind of, like, you know, how is that and what would that be like, right, if, you know, air raid sirens went off and you had to stop what you were doing and and take shelter. And there are um, a lot of people have been brave enough to share their own experiences. Like if you're out on the highway, like there's not necessarily somewhere to hide, right? Uh, So what do people do when they're driving in a car or they're out by a bus stop or what do they do? And, And people are so willing to share this. And I think to me, that's very special. And it's because there is a strength and a warmth that is unique to Israeli people. So I'm, I'm very happy to be able to share this information with you, even though the information that I'm sharing is not the greatest. I'm, I'm happy to be the, the, the way in which we are able to find out this information because 
every time we learn something, we grow as a person. And so I want to make sure that we're all learning and growing in this journey that we call life. And um, I do think that there is something to living like a local and being able to be brave and stand up and do these things um, in a way that is, is different and unique. And so I want to also take a minute and say to you guys, um, as the Talk Israel audience and our community here um, with CRS Radio Network, the Knowledge Network, I will be back in Israel in July. I will be gathering more information. So if there is something in particular that you are interested in learning more about or seeing what it would actually be like, please do not hesitate to message me either through CRS Radio by clicking on CRS Radio on Facebook or Instagram messaging me directly on Facebook, which is Anya Farber, or on Instagram, which is Anya, A-N-Y-A, underscore think, T-H-I-N-K, underscore differently, D-I-F-F-A-R-E-N-T-L-Y. Because I want to make sure that we are growing together. Now, when the, when the, when the rockets had hit, the ones that, that did fall, um, you know, because listen, it's, nothing is 100%. Some of the footage, you know, that's shared, it is, is very raw and very real. So I want to make sure that if you guys are starting to, to look into that, you, you have an understanding. So like, if it were the US news, they would be like, we're going to warn you that some of this footage is slightly disturbing. So, um, but I, I, I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that we need to know, right? We need to know the reality of situations. And my only hope is that I can be as strong and determined and persistent as Israelis are in their daily life, surrounded by people who want to cause them harm and cause them death. And, and I think that's a sad thing. And, you know, one of the things that Ruth brought up was a lot of, you know, American college students are going and having these experiences and they're going back to their college campuses. And something that I think is, is absolutely nauseating, and I'm going to make sure that we all know this, um, recently at the University of San Diego, there were swastikas put all over a restroom by anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic, and anti-Israel groups. So, University of San Diego, what are you doing? What are you doing about that? There is a culture that is existing where this is okay. Hey, wake up. That's a hate crime. That's inciting violence. That's meant to intimidate and scare and warn and try to get people to not be who they are. Well, guess what? You spineless, hate-filled, ignorant, pussy excuses for college students at University of San Diego who perpetrated this nonsense. I'm not afraid of you, and no one else is either. You're pathetic, and what you did is just ridiculous. And I hope you're found, and I hope you're prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And the university, if you do not kick these kids out, shame, shame, shame on you. 
So if you're living in that area and you know anything about it, please reach out to them because it's absolutely absurd. Hate is hate is hate is hate. Stop. Enough. Must speak. Die. Enough. It's just not okay. You don't have to put another group down to try to elevate yourself. Anyone who does that is pathetic and ignorant. Die, which is like saying enough, like absolutely enough in Hebrew. Must speak. Stop. Enough. I've had it. It's done. I am proud to be who I am. I support other people being true and positive with their own cultures and religions. But I will not cower, nor will I be afraid of a terrorist who's doing that at the University of San Diego or a terrorist out of Gaza who's trying to harm innocent civilians. I will not cower, and neither will Israel. Israel they are strong and they will survive. But I urge you, if you are living in a country that has a democratic process like the United States, you need to reach out to your representatives and your senators and say, new, what's going on? Why are we not coming out and supporting Israel's right to defend itself? Israel has a right to defend itself and its citizens from harm. It needs to be said. It has to be said. I'm saying it, and I'll say it again. I am not afraid. Israel is not afraid. Israel is strong. It will survive, and it will protect its citizens. But terrorism is nothing but ignorance and hate. Why are we as a global community not standing up and calling out Hamas and the Islamic Jihad, who, by the way, newsflash America, they hate you just the same. They hate you just the same. So why, why are we not standing up and saying enough? We will not allow hate and terror to succeed. It, it, it has to be addressed and it has to be said. And I'm not sorry for saying it. And I'll say this today, tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, for every single day that I am breathing air, I am a Jew I am proud. I am a Zionist, and I'm even prouder to be a Zionist. And I support Israel today, tomorrow, and for the rest of my life because it has a right to live in peace. I want to make sure that we are all aware of things that are going on. I am fired up. Lama, why? Because... You have to. You have to be fired up and you have to be strong and you have to be willing to put yourself out there and say no. Oh, no, 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 no to people who are hell-bent on causing chaos and causing fear. No, I won't allow it. I will not. There is no reason to be filled with this kind of feelings. None. Absolutely none. I think that it is so important to step out 
of your own life for a second. Just for a second and think about other things. Think about what is going on in other places. Think about what are we teaching our youth? Are we teaching them to love and accept someone and treat them the way we want to be treated? And to judge someone not on the color of their skin or their religion, but on the character that is who they are? When did that become out of style? I don't know. It can't be. No. No more. I can't. It shouldn't. I won't allow it in my life. And I, I ask my listeners of Talk Israel and CRS Radio Network to stand, to stand strong against people who are filled with hate and anger and hell-bent on causing destruction. There's no reason. There's just no reason. Um, I want to also take a minute and talk about what other things we have coming up on Talk Israel and some of our other programs on CRS Radio. Next week on Talk Israel, we're going to be talking to an artist, uh, Inu, and he has a very unique sound. He is another Israeli rapper, totally different, coming from Jerusalem. So his influence is slightly different from the uh, influences that Orr, who's from the Tel Aviv area in Petatikva, which is near Tel Aviv, has. And um, their stories are very different. They're both talented, but it's so interesting. And we'll be talking about a lot of that. And they they know each other and perform with each other and and support each other, which is uh, another beautiful thing. And I think that, again, that goes to the culture and the community of Israel. And within these microcultures, not just where people are coming from or where they live, uh, but maybe what you do or or in the sense of like these musicians, the kind of music that they're um, putting out there. And he will be sharing with us um, his unique sound and his background. And I'm very excited to be welcoming him. Um, Last week, I was able to meet one of my absolute favorite musicians from Israel, uh, Mr. Avram Tal. He was in New York as part of his U.S. tour. And I have to say, um, for the record, that dealing with his entire um, staff was amazing. Um, His manager is a warm and thoughtful person, and she was so amenable and allowing me to make sure that I had time um, when he finished his concert to talk to him, even just for a few minutes, because their schedule had changed. And he wasn't able to sit with me earlier, but we had talked about when I'm in July, I'll, I'll just make sure that I make time. So Avram Tal, for you, Vishvilcha, I have time. I always have time. I did meet him after the show and we had a brief conversation and I will be sharing that with you guys soon enough. But 
I want to say that I think, again, you need to meet people and learn and actually have conversations. And watching him perform, huge deal for me. Uh, any of you who follow me on social media know that every single beginning of the week, I play his song, Shavuotov. And my last posting yesterday with that song was actually the live part of the live performance of it. So that was very, very exciting for me. Um, but to have someone who uh, is so well-known and established in the music industry in Israel that when it came time for me to have a few minutes with him and I go to introduce myself for him to say, I know you. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, you're the lady on the media. I said, yes, yes, that's me. It was, I must have like floated up inches off the ground. Um, it was, it was a very big deal. And he was possibly the warmest, most welcoming um, person I've ever met. And just so watching him interact with other uh, friends who had come to see him and other fans who were there to meet him was, was a really nice thing to watch. Aval, aval, but yet there's more. Watching him perform and the fact that, you know, not only is he an amazing and incredibly professional performer, and he gives a hundred percent of himself to his performances, but he truly, genuinely values the artists that are on stage with him that he's sharing the stage with. Um, his, you know, all of the different artists that are playing instruments, um, his other the backup singers, he's acknowledging them and allowing them to showcase themselves independently as and, and as a group. And it, it's something very special that, you know, someone uh, who's at the status that he is, is publicly recognizing in a very humbling way that he also has wonderful people around him. Right. And I think that that's a really important thing that sometimes we get caught up in life and we forget to acknowledge those who help us make things possible. So if you're kind of going through life and you realize, you know what, sometimes I don't acknowledge. If there's someone in your life you want to take a minute and acknowledge, please do that. I mean, you might make a huge difference to them. Just for being willing to acknowledge that. So, yes, I saw his performance. It was amazing. We spoke. He was so warm and welcoming. I'm very much looking forward to seeing him again when I'm in Israel. Also, because I want to see him on his turf, you know. I want to, I want to talk to him when we're in Israel versus, like, when we were in the States on, you know, my, my turf, as one would call it. Um, but an amazingly warm, beautiful soul um, that he has. And I think that you see that through his music. In addition, it was such a huge treat because, you know, you're sitting at a performance and every once in a while, um, you know, sometimes like a performer will bring on an, another performer who's like, I don't know, around, maybe it's pre-planned, maybe it's not. And, and I have to be honest, I don't necessarily know that it was um, pre-planned or anything like that, but when I was at the performance and all of a sudden he's like, oh, he starts talking and he keeps saying David Broza. I'm like, I know that guy. He's a very well-known Israeli musician. And I'm like, oh my God, no freaking way. 
And this guy comes out on stage. And I'm like, whoa, David Braza. He's got his guitar with him. They played together. It was amazing. And I was like on cloud nine. So, kolakavod avramtal, kolakavod David Braza. You are both welcome on Talk Israel anytime you want to come on, even if you just message me and pop on for a little bit. You are always welcome. Um, Avram Tal and Stephanie, his manager, personally and professionally, you guys are both amazing and warm and giving. And the family that you have created in the atmosphere, it's, it's very special. And I only hope that more people um, are able to experience that and, and understand kind of what, you know, you are absolutely putting out there every time um, that you're performing. So if you guys are interested in trying to find out more about his music, I will give you his Instagram. It's Avraham Tal, A-V-R-A-H-A-M-T-A-L. That's on Instagram. He has also a website and a link all on there, and it's very um, easy to listen to some of his songs, see some of his live performances, um, and he, you know, shares some personal stuff on there too, which is really special. I want to make sure that we hear just a smidge of this song, so I'm going to go ahead and put on um, the song, and even though in Israel the week is, the work week is Sunday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or the weekend. We're on Monday, the beginning of the U.S. work week, so I still feel playing the song is still applicable. So here is Shavua Tov by Avram Tal. Shavua in in Hebrew is weak, and Tov means good. Um, Adjectives come after (laughs) the nouns. I think it's also in Spanish, French, and Italian. Um, Definitely a learning curve to that, ladies and gentlemen, Um, but this is Shivuatosa by Avram Tal, one of my favorites. And when you follow me every Sunday, you hear me playing this. So. <laughs> This is where you start to rock from side to side, guys, because it's infecting you. It's getting to you. Here's the build-up. Avraham Tal, I am smiling ear to ear. talking about some very serious stuff before, but this is the spirit of Israel. We will go through the mud and still come out. Mm-hmm. One of my other favorite words, Taha. Be good. Because you just have to have a good week. 
Okay, just putting it out there, Avramtal. Uh, next time you sing the song on stage, I will happily come out and dance with you. Not necessarily sing, but I will dance. I was one of those people in the audience shouting out to this song. I was. And if you're sitting right now and you're not chair dancing, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. Listen, how do you not, how do you not, and the reason I am going to share this with you and why I share this with you is because Kaha, Lama, Kaha, Lama is why Kaha, just, it's like, I think it's probably what every parent, you know, the kids are asking, why, 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 Kaha, because, like, that's it, end of the story, case closed. It is important to experience all of life and everything that Israelis go through and all the stuff that makes them, you know, tough on the outside is because in the inside they are so warm and so loving and so giving and so friendly that, yes, they will survive all of what is happening, but they are not going to stop being who they are and living life. So I urge you to when you're at a low or you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling attacked, to remember that within you there is something very, very special. There is something that if you listen and take the journey, you will feel it. You will be able to live it. You will absolutely have what you need to move. And I want to, as I always do, remind you guys that any questions you have, reach out to us here at CRS Radio, the Knowledge Network. This is Talk Israel with Anya Farber. Do not forget to go on CRS Radio on any of our social media and check out all of the different programs we have because we have a beautiful, diverse group that is sharing so many things. Later on tonight, we have the chat reel with Billy Tappan and friends. There are so many things going on. Yesterday, uh, Miss Denise, the Black Jewish Queen, had her show. Um, there are so many shows here on CRS Radio, and we are trying to share knowledge through the Knowledge Network and bring you guys little bits of everything that each of us that makes us unique and different have to offer. I want to leave you guys with the song that just because of the hour, like you might be hitting that, uh, that like, oh, I'm running out of energy. Don't worry. I have what's going to help. I have the song from Or, the Fuel and Go song. I also want to leave you guys with this last bit of info before we put the song on and I say farewell for the week. I want to remind you that Team Israel, Israel's baseball team, is indeed hosting the European Classic in 2025 and they are building a stadium. So if you are interested in donating to that fundraising effort, you can find uh, Team Israel on social media or you can just message me 
directly for information. I actually changed my mind. You know why? Because it's a journey. I changed my mind. We're going to leave today because I, I mentioned Team Israel with our song Home Run. Why? Because I want to help Team Israel hit a home run, knock this stadium out of the park. And again, with all the adversity, they are standing strong. Kol kavod Ruth, Todaraba. I am humbled and um, very touched uh, by you coming on and sharing. And uh, a major, major, again, also Todaraba and Kol kavod Avram Tal and his entire um, group of musicians that uh, work with him on stage. And of course, Stephanie, for all that you do off stage as well. Thank you so much. Um, I cannot wait to bring more of that to my listeners. But let's finish strong. Chazak, like an Israeli, by hitting a home run. Thank you again. I am Anya Farber, your host of Talk Israel, here, here on the CRS radio network, the Knowledge Network. Or take it away with home run. מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קורברן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. הזדמנויות לא מגיעות פעמיים, בוא נוותר על השריקת פתיחה. אנשים כבר כותבים את הפרקים של הסיפור שלהם, אני עדיין מעצב כריכה. אני לא ממהר לקטלג את עצמי, שואף גבוה לפעמים אני הורג את עצמי, אבל תראה שיהיה ביום יפה עולם כזה שבו אני עולה על ביף ומענג את עצמי. מילים טסות בכסף סופרסוני גם עם כאילו ריטלין, אתה לא מרוכז כמוני, זה נראה לי פרואטי, הם אומנים בספגטי, כי לידי הם ברמה של ציורי מקרוני, אז מכאן אל הבנק, בא עם טנק ומסור ענק, בא לי ג'אנק פוד על הרב כי זה צ'יפ. זוכף להם פתקים כי אני קוטל אותם, אז תגיד לי אתה מיידית. קורברן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קורברן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. הנה הרגע מגיע, תשים הביט ליציע. 12 רמות מעל מה שהכי טוב הציע. באים המלל הבועט, משאיר את המיקרופון לועט, אני מרים את העט, חודר להם לראש כמוכלי המתחילים להזיע. אז עד כאן, נותן פעם, שורף טעם, טעם מאיתכם זה well done. יושב על המלל ומסובב את התמל שמסרב לקבל איזשהו מצווה. זה ברור שאני בא מפתח תקווה. לידי אתה רמת גן, ממאית השנייה שיהיה המלחץ על הפליי, לא נשאר לך הרבה זמן. אני עושה כאן היסטוריה, אתה זמר בתיאוריה, תן כבוד כמו ליורם, גאון על הטראק, אז תביא את המחבאת כי מה שג'ורג'י בא לתת, יעיף לכולם את הראש מחוץ לפארק! אומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. אומרן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קורברן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש. קורברן, מי מוכן לתת את המכה בכל זמן? אני חיכיתי בנחת, אני קראתי את התחת, מוציא את הכדור מהמגרש.